This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. All the way from the A, you listen to my favorite lesbian on BRQ. Hey, stay locked in with your favorite lesbian on Black Radical Queer. Yeah. Hey y'all, this is Javia Nicole, aka your favorite lesbian, and you're listening to Black Radical Queer Podcast, our stories on our own terms. Hey y'all, this is Javi Nicole. Welcome to season three of Black Radical Queer Podcast. Um, I know it's been a while. I've been gone for a minute now. I'm back with the jump off. <laughs> Not really back with the jump off, but I'm back with the podcast. Happy New Year to all of my listeners. Um, it's good to be back. It's been a while. It was a much needed break. Um, I will let y'all know like what's been going on, why your girl been gone so long, um, but I am back now. So um, I just want to go ahead and get the podcast started off for the new year. So in terms of where I have been, <laughs> um, I have been adulting. Um, so I mentioned um, my wife and I mentioned in um, an episode toward the end of uh, the end of 2019 that we were like house hunting and all those type of things. So we closed on a house. Um, we moved into the house, but we're still in that moving process. Um, we have to finish moving out of our old apartment into the house. So we've been staying at the house, but we still have to do those last minute things at the apartment, like cleaning up and getting, you know, the last remnants of our things out. Um, and then we have to get settled into the house. So that moving process um, has taken up <laughs> the majority of the time that I've been away. Um, the whole house, crazy house process. Um, it was interesting. It was a journey, but we, we here now, Sharon, okay? <laughs> We in here, so that's what matters. And we also went out of town um, for my sister-in-law's flirty 40, I'll call it that, um, for her 40th. So we went to Vegas to go celebrate her um, and just spend some time with my in-laws and things like that. So it's been a busy time for sure. Lots of transition, going through some transition at my job, just a lot of things going on. And so I've been, I have not honestly, even though I took a break from the podcast, I haven't honestly taken a break. (laughs) So, um, but such is life. Um, that is adulthood, but, um, I'm back now. Um, I wanted to start the podcast a little bit sooner, but it's been crazy, just hectic. And I didn't really have time. So now we're in the place. Um, you may still hear like background noise sounds of the city because, um, we just moved in. I haven't like create set up, set up my, um, dedicated space yet. Like our guest room slash office space is not set up. We don't have everything. Um, we still got to get the rest of our stuff in here and get all the things we need. So, um, you know, but y'all know what it is. Y'all been rocking with me for over a year now. So you already know, like, you know, sometimes you hear the sounds of the city because I live in LA and that is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's been going on with me. Um, and for this beginning of the year episode, um, I wanted to just talk about some things kind of like starting fresh in the new year. So I know a lot of people um, believe in setting New Year's resolutions. Sometimes people crack jokes about New Year's resolutions. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with you utilizing the beginning of a year um, to have a fresh start or a clean slate. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, some people say like, oh, it's cliche and those types of things, but that doesn't matter to me. Like, I think that whatever onus or, you know, motivation you need to um, have a fresh start, have a clean slate, um, start things from scratch, then utilize it, whatever that may be, where, whether it's the beginning of a year, the beginning of a month, your birthday, an anniversary, um, whatever it is, use that. And don't let nobody talk stuff to you about, you know, don't let nobody uh, try to uh, down you or make you feel bad about that. Do what works for you. Um, now, I don't really set New Year's resolutions personally. I do set my intentions and um, it's, I, I don't necessarily, well, I don't know if it's like very different from resolutions. I think it just depends on what resolutions um, mean to you. But for me, I try to, um, I set intentions continuously. Like what do I intend for my life? What do I intend for the impact I want to have in the world? Those types of things. So um, I set my intentions for, you know, um, wanting to transition into this new space, into our home and really make it a home. And um, there are some things I've been wanting to do around that are like, that kind of revolve around the home that um Um, I have not been able to do and that I really want to do. And I used to feel, um, I guess, kind of like some shame around it, around kind of like some of the more homey things that I wanted to do. And then I'm just like, why, girl, (laughs) you grown, (laughs) you know, do what you want to do. So. um, So, yeah, there are some things I want to do to make my, you know, make my house feel like a home and just stuff that really um, resonates with me that I haven't done in a long time. I, I enjoy hosting people, like having friends over and doing a little like dinner or um, just little gatherings and stuff like that. I really enjoy doing those things. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, We just haven't really had the space to do that. And so um, that's something I want to get back to. So setting intentions for like um, making my home a welcoming space. I want my home to be welcoming to, of course, you know, me, my wife and my sister-in-law, you know, we paying for this thing, (laughs) Um, but also to anyone who enters our home. So our family you know, um, my friends, stuff like that. I want for it to be a space that people feel welcome, not like just pop up, <laughs> you know, boundaries. Okay. We talked about that last year, but, um, still when you're here and when you're sharing space with us and when we're sharing space with each other, I want it to feel comfortable and warm and homey, you know? So that's something that's important to me. Um, so that's, I'm setting a lot of intentions around that and the things that I feel like I need to do to contribute to that happening. Um, other than that, I um, one of my intentions is to um, put a lot more effort into self-care and um, resting and just relaxing and not feeling guilty about downtime and things like that. So um, we talked a lot last year about my whole thing for last year was like center yourself, you know, um, so I'm continuing that into this year um, for myself and just making sure that I'm being 110% honest with like my capacity. That's really um, what my intentions revolve around. Like I have to be completely transparent about my capacity and not um, be hard on myself about it. Um, not, you know, yeah, not be hard on myself about it. I am very hard on myself. My expectations for myself are incredibly high and I um, can get down sometimes if I'm not meeting the things I feel like I should meet. And then I look back on things. And I'm like, wait, you, uh, you did all this stuff, you know, but in, in the moment, it doesn't seem like I've done as much as I actually have. So just being more gentle with myself. Um, you know, I think that, uh, just, uh, setting intentions or resolutions or goals or whatever, um, whatever that looks like for you, if it's something that's important to you, I absolutely encourage you to go for it. Um, and you know, and to track it, however you see fit. Now, um, 
I have a mentor and um, we went through a time frame where we had a very formal structured mentorship. Now our our relationship is a little more informal. Um, you know, my mentor has become like a family member to me now. But um, initially I approached this person because I'm like, you know, you are um, very structured and you know, the things that you said that you wanted to do and accomplish, you've done. And, you know, you're just a beast, you know, black woman, black queer woman. And so that was really inspiring to me. And so with the structure that she helped provide, I set goals for myself, six month, one year, three year, five year goals. And um, my the five year mark was um, the end of last year. And I literally hit like all my goals. Um, that I set all the six month, the one year, the three year, five years. And uh, most of them um, I met in less time than I anticipated. And um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm very um, grateful that like I had someone um, who introduced me to a structure that worked for me in terms of goal setting and breaking my goals down into more manageable pieces because I um, was a chronic procrastinator and um, I would just have these huge goals and I would set a goal for myself and I would not break it up into increments. And so basically when it came kind of crunch time, I would just like dive in head first and crank it out. I was accomplishing things, but I was very burnt out um, because of the way that I was doing it. So, and I don't, I didn't want to continue the mindset of, oh, well, I'm getting it done. So it doesn't matter how I get it done. That's how I felt at first. Honestly, that's how I felt. I'm like, well, it don't matter. I'm getting it done. But once I, um, I, I noticed the toll that started to take on, on me mentally. And it was just a lot. Like it's a lot because I put it off, put it off, put it off. And then it's like, okay, um, I'm approaching this deadline. Let me crank it out. And that is just, it's, I feel like for me, it's a high anxiety way to operate. And it was not, and it was not the most effective way to operate. So um, once I, um, you know, met someone who could introduce me to structure and and me challenge my own aversion and kind of like unpack my own aversion to structure, um, once I embraced it, it has become my best friend. <laughs> like I'm all about structure now. Um, but I was able to take big goals that can seem really daunting and overwhelming and break them into smaller pieces and reach those things. And because I was able to do that. Um, it allowed me to reach goals sooner, but in a more systematic way and in a way that didn't leave me completely drained and, you know, all those types of things. So um, I think that a good example of like a structure that is um, that makes sense is like smart goals, smart goals. Um, I, I don't get me to lying about the acronym. I know it's like specific, measurable. Um, I can't remember. uh so yeah, I see off the top of my head, I don't remember the whole acronym. Um, so terrible. Cause I didn't even realize I was gonna mention SMART goals. So I would have had the acronym. Um, but SMART goals, you can look it up. That is a um that framework is a fantastic way to goal set in a way that is um that is achievable and that is like more manageable. It's a much more manageable way to set and um, pursue goals. So I'm all for that. And I know that it's used a lot in professional settings and I I find it useful professionally and personally. So I think that whatever works for you um, to set your goals, your intentions, your resolutions and do so unapologetic, unapologetically. (laughs) I got a little tongue tied, so my bad. But yeah, do so, um, you know, and, and don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Um, so speaking of, speaking of setting goals and just, you know, kind of doing things in a way that best suits you. Um, one of the ways, and I mentioned that I had like mentorship 
And so I think that sometimes we need someone else to kind of help us and guide us to do the things that we uh, are seeking to do, like to reach our goals, um, to hit a certain milestone, whatever that may be. Personally or professionally, I think that sometimes we need support. A lot of times we need support. We're not islands. So we need to have like a nice little strong support system in place that can help us to reach those things that we want to reach. So one of the ways that uh, that support can manifest is through wellness coaching. I mean, I actually know someone who does wellness coaching. So I want to tell you a little bit about Spectral Wellness. Spectral Wellness offers coaching and retreat space for activists trying to manage work, life and their activism. For anyone who's worked in the nonprofit industrial complex, you know how it is to combat imposter syndrome, feeling overworked, undercompensated and burnt out. So the founder of Spectra is a friend of mine. Her name is Bianca. Um, Bianca Campbell is a black queer project manager. And years ago, we coached pregnant folks at a clinic together. Um, I saw how Bianca really like advocated for the entire team when we had our meetings, um, really encouraging folks and empowering folks to um, really exercise their agency and, um, you know, stand up for themselves and really um, strive for balance. So um, I thought that was really awesome. And it's something that she naturally does. So now Bianca has combined um, her uh, genuineness, her tenderness um, with her penchant for accountability because she will. I have seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> she absolutely holds folks accountable. Um, and so she shows others how to create the boundaries that they need at work in life in general, <laughs> and in their activism so that you can operate from a full cup. Y'all already know, I always say you cannot pour from an empty cup. So it's very important. So I'm, I'm really excited to see Bianca share, um, share her gifts with the world. You can follow her on Instagram at Spectra Wellness. Spectra is S-P-E-K-T-R-A Wellness. So at Spectra Wellness, the first three people who follow and DM her with the code Black Rat Queer, y'all already know, B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R, will get their first coaching session for 50% off. If you work at a nonprofit, especially a larger nonprofit, um, coaching should really be a part of your professional development budget. You deserve to feel supported at work um, because if we're fighting for justice, then these organizations need to be accountable to, to you know, doing that work internally as well. So get some balance in your life, <laughs> get some affirmation and get some coaching from Spectral Wellness. So, um, all right. So yeah, definitely check out Spectral Wellness. Um, I want to shout out Bianca for being my very first sponsor. So whoop, whoop, hopefully the first of many. Um, I think that Bianca is absolutely amazing. Um, she's someone who I, when people ask me, like if someone asked me, like, how would you describe her? I say she is a genuinely good person. Like her heart is good. <laughs> like I feel in my soul that she's just genuinely an authentic, um, really good, transparent, beautiful person, very, um, very compassionate. So um, she's one of my favorite people in this world. And so I highly recommend her um, go to her for some coaching, help her, um, let her help you, <laughs> you know, get your, get your stuff together. All right. Um, and check out Spectra Wellness. So, all right. So what's coming up for BRQ since, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Um, you know, we want to just kind of outline a little bit what we got going on. So um, once again, hopefully I get some more sponsors. Spectral Wellness slash Bianca is my first sponsor. Um, so uh, I think I mentioned to you all at the end of last year that I was going to be on a panel at um, a conference called Podcast Movement. So that actually has changed. Um, they changed the format of the conference. So they will not be doing panels. They're doing like some other thing. Um, so the panel I was supposed to be a part of was, um, taken off or whatever was removed. So 
I will not be doing the podcast movement conference. Um, but it's all good because your girl going to be doing something else. So, <laughs> um, I'm actually going to be doing a live recording of BRQ in Atlanta, um, in uh, June. So I'm really excited. Um, I did a proposal for a conference and, um, they accepted, um, very happily. Well, actually, okay. So, uh, there was a leadership conference in Atlanta and they actually reached out to me and asked me to submit something. They're like, we have heard about your podcast. We've heard about the education you do, um, in the community. Cause I do a lot of education around, um, consent and, um, like safer sex practices and, um, polyamory and kink and just like a mixture of things. So they were like, you know, we've heard about, um, education that you've done. We've heard about the podcast, listen to the podcast, and we would love for you to submit something for the conference. So I did. And, um, I submitted, um, I guess you can consider it like a workshop or a class. Really. It's just going to be a live episode. It's going to be a conversation. That's a better way to put it. It's going to be a conversation called Black Radical Queer Pleasure. And um, we're just going to get to talk about being black and being radical and being queer and being um, and, and, and uh, pursuing pleasure, however that looks for us. <laughs> so people who um, decide to attend, who are at the conference or whatever, who can attend, they'll be in the audience. Um, I want to get like some audience participation. My goal is to also go live um, so that I can get audience participation in that way as well for listeners who are, you know, out of state, out of the country can, you know, tune in and, you know, maybe drop some comments and stuff like that. And then, you know, it'll be recorded and then I can drop it for, you know, everybody else to listen to later um, and hopefully drop like a video or something for the YouTube. So speaking of YouTube, (laughs) um, this year I want to actually um, utilize the BRQ YouTube. So I do have like a YouTube account because I have a Gmail account, but I want to use the, the YouTube account, um, to post some things, but those, um, the videos I post will be for patrons only. So, um, you will need to be a patron to be able to see those things. And the primary thing that I'm going to be posting is actually, um, is a new segment. So I know I recognized last year that like some of my popular, my most popular episodes were episodes. So it's kind of like three categories. Episodes about polyamory um, were very popular. It's a hot topic. It's, I guess it's always going to be a hot topic. Um, episodes with um, me by myself, which still surprises me. <laughs> and then episodes with my wife. So those were the most popular episodes, um, c- kind of categories or whatever. So um, last year, I just had my wife on sporadically. It would just be like, you know, hey, I'm talking about this certain thing. So I want to bring her on or... Um, Sometimes it was because like, oh, I had like a guest that um, became unavailable or we had a schedule conflict and I don't want to just bombard y'all with just my voice. So let me grab wifey to be on with me so that I can kind of break it up a little bit. And she stuck with me. So like, I know I can, you know, hit her up and be like, hey, can we, can you do an episode with me? But um, people responded really well to those episodes. And so I want to make that um, a more like consistent thing. So, and this is something I have been thinking about, but over the break, I kind of like streamlined it a little more, wrote, have like a whole little framework for it, all that good stuff. So um, I'll be doing a segment with my wife Um, and the segment is going to be called BRQ couples therapy. The segment will be once a month. So like one episode, or I should say once a season. So one episode per season, um, will be 
with me and her. And we'll be doing the BRQ Couples Therapy episode. And I just, I'm really excited about the concept because we're going to be talking about um, a lot of like health and wellness things and um, relationship wellness. Um, We'll be having some conversations um, that you all get to be privy to and that we hope will inspire you to have those conversations with um, folks that you're in relationship with, whether it's romantic or platonic, you know, whether you're married or not, or even if you're single and you are like dating and stuff like that, that, you know, hopefully it can spark some conversations. So we'll have different topics. Um, and the reason that this segment came about um well, for one, because of, you know, being able to do episodes with her and the popularity of those, um, you know, some folks nosy. <laughs> People like to ask questions about our relationship. And we, I mean, we think our relationship is boring. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that we, we just, it's very regular. You know, we're very regular. Um, but people ask us a lot of questions because, and maybe it's because we are so regular because we don't, you know, we don't have drama and all this kind of stuff. Like we might fuss, but like, that's the most drama we have is our little, like, you know, fussing moodiness or whatever. Like we don't have any crazy stuff going on. So, um, yeah, so I want it to be, be able to be consistent. The other consistent in terms of having her on the podcast, the other reason for, um, this particular segment and why it's BRQ couples therapy is because, she and I are both in therapy. We mentioned this at the end of last season, but we're both in therapy and um, we have found it difficult to find couples therapy resources that don't cost an arm and a leg. Um, our insurance, we have good insurance. Our insurance does not cover couples therapy. They cover individual, they cover family. Family therapy meaning you have kids, but they don't cover couples therapy. I looked um, for mental health professionals, um, you know, therapists who focus on couples, especially queer couples and black queer couples. And I was able to find some, but none of them accept our insurance. They're all, you know, you have to pay out of pocket. And I believe, you know, they should absolutely get paid what they're asking, but it's just, we just got bought a house. (laughs) Okay. So we can't afford, we can't afford that. It's just being realistic. So I came up with the idea just saying, okay, well, there are plenty of therapeutic resources and plenty of um, things out there that we can kind of explore together um, that can help to facilitate conversation because ultimately what therapy, um, therapy is a facilitation process. The whole point of something like therapy or coaching, and I know this from both sides of it, you know, from facilitating it and from benefiting from it, that the whole point is to facilitate a certain thought process, facilitate conversations. So being able to access resources that allow us to do that, actually test them out and allow you all to be privy to that, then you can decide for yourself if it's something that you think may be a fit for you or not. So we get the benefit of having these conversations with each other, um, trying things out with each other, um, having her involved in a more consistent way because she be all up in the mix anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she says she my manager. I'm like, girl, whatever. But it gives, you know, that consistency, but it gives us a way, a systematic way and a structured way to test out different resources and give you all our honest opinion about it. And then you all can decide like, oh, do I want to try this out? Do I want to read this book? Do I want to do this or whatever? So I'm excited about that. I mean, I've already, um, what's the word? I've already gathered some of the resources that we're going to be utilizing for the segment. Um, so I'm looking forward to bringing you all those segments. I have like a long list, <laughs> a long list of things, um, for Courtney and I to discuss or to try out or, you know, just to explore. Um, and we'll get to do that and you all get to benefit from that and we'll get to benefit from it. So I thought that, um, it was a cool concept. Courtney's in agreement with that and, um, is down for it. So 
We'll be bringing y'all BRQ Couples Therapy and hopefully it is beneficial. And my hope is that eventually we'll be able to, you know, do some segments where we have other couples or other partnerships or relationships or whatever. And we get to explore explore these things with other people. Um, and we can have converse, you know, have dialogue about it and you all get to be privy to that. So, um, so that's something that's coming up. So that's starting this year. Um, the first BRQ couples therapy episode or segment or whatever will be airing, um, fairly soon. And then, you know, they'll happen, um, once a season or actually I, th- I might be wrong on that. It's once a month. I'm saying once a season because I threw myself off <laughs> because of all the, the moving chaos. Um, my, you know, I started mid, you know, this is like, y'all will hear this episode in the middle of the month. So because of that, you know, it's kind of throwing my, it, my season is going to be like perfect little month chunks, but the ideal is for it to be once a month. A season is roughly um, three months. So within a season, you should actually get three BRQ couples therapy segments or episodes or whatever. So that's what that actually, you know, looks like or whatever. Um, so yeah, you'll have, you know, that consistency. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully Courtney's excited because she's already committed to it. <laughs> so I hope she's excited about it too. Um, and then if there's things that you all want us to address or, um, look into or talk about, then of course you all can send that to me. If there's things you want for us to discuss, explore, um, you know, send me the information and, um, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen. So there's that. All right. So, um, beyond that, um, in terms of what else is in store for BRQ, um, I want to try to hit some specific goals in terms of my Patreon. Um, it really does make a difference, like having that support because this, I mean, it really isn't easy. And I'm, I'm seeing more and more, the longer I do it, just like how much it takes to really accomplish this. Me and my producer both have super busy lives. We're both grinding. Um, and there's things I, I want to put in place so that I can bring you all a quality product. And like, I need to soundproof. That's going to cost money. You know, we have to pay the hosting fee for the podcast. I would like to get more sponsors. So then that, you know, revenue can, <laughs> can cover the stuff I want to do. But I know that I have to kind of step my game up and level up. Um, in order to be able to do that. And so I, um, you know, appreciate the support of listeners helping me to do that. So I currently have three patrons, um, you know, whoop, whoop. Um, so I'm really glad I have three patrons. Um, one of the patrons just increased their amount. So that was dope. Um, and so I'm hoping that by the end of this season, by the end of, the, of season three, so that's going to be in uh, like sometime in March where the season will end because April I'll be, that'll be my next break. So hopefully um, by the end of season three, what my goal is, is to have at least 10 patrons and to be at um, a patron, like basically for the revenue to be at least $50. So I think that that's achievable. I have three, so I only need seven more patrons at least. Um, I will definitely, I'm down for more if I get more, but that's my goal is I would like to have 10 patrons and then um, I would like to have the, like, you know, with all the patrons combined, have a revenue of $50 a month. So, you know, if 10 people do five bucks a month, boom, I, I hit my goal. So I'm hoping that by March, by the end of season three, I can hit that goal. And I'm pretty, I mean, with my listeners and, you know, y'all tune in faithfully. So I feel like that's a very reasonable, achievable goal. And hitting that goal will allow me to, for the um, hosting fee, I can like pay that up in advance so I don't have to worry about it. Basically, I want to be able to pay it for the season 
at one time so that basically when I'm hitting up my producer, I can be like, hey, this is the hosting fee for season three. And I just pay it all at one time um, as opposed to monthly. And that I can go ahead and plan for the things I'm going to need to set up the space. So I need to soundproof. Um, I'm going to get a desk. Um, so I can set up my mic and all that kind of stuff I need to have, make sure I have the right chair. I honestly want to get another mic because for the BRQ, for the BRQ couples therapy segments, it's going to be me and Courtney and I would need to have two mics for both of us. Um, so two of everything, another mic, another pop filter, um, et cetera. So anyway, I want to be able to do that setup. And so having patrons um, really is helpful for that. And I was very like, you know, kind of on the fence about the whole Patreon thing, but I look at, you know, people that I enjoy and I patronize, I'm a patron for them. So, you know, I can't have some type of imposter syndrome and be like, oh, I can't ask. All I can do is ask. You know, I see there are other people who are doing things and they get support and I support people who I who I enjoy their content, you know, content creators or whatever. I support them. I buy their merch. I am a patron and stuff like that. So it's not unreasonable for me to expect the same thing, even though I'm kind of like, you know, it's, it's something that is not easy (laughs) for me to put out there, but I'm putting myself out there. Um, because I shouldn't, yeah, I think honestly, it's just coming from a place of imposter syndrome and I shouldn't have that because I know the work and the effort and the love that I put into this podcast and how much it means to me and the messages I get from people about how much it means to them. And I want to be able to continue doing it, but it's, whew, it ain't easy. Um, and I think it's a lot, I think it seems a lot easier than it really is. And I want to grow and continue to, you know, provide a product that gets better and better. So that's the goal. And I think that it's achievable because um, I got dope listeners and you know, that, that just is what it is. So anywho, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to come and do a, um, essentially an update, um, a check-in and just be like, Hey, what's up y'all? Happy new year. Um, the podcast is back coming with a new, um, segment and, um, you know, I want to have more guests and stuff like that. I told y'all, uh, you know, having guests has been a bit of a struggle, um, trying to coordinate with people. And also because, I don't have all the things I need to be able to, you know, make sure that the quality as is as great as it needs to be. I don't want to bring y'all, you know, subpar audio, but it's very hard to, you know, there are certain things I just don't have. <laughs> Honestly, like it's just certain stuff I don't have and certain stuff I can't afford. So I'm doing the best I can with what I got. Right. So. Um, that means that, you know, y'all might be hearing a lot of me. Um, you know, there may be more solo episodes this season. Um, we have the couples therapy segments. So y'all will be, you know, hearing from Courtney consistently. And um, yeah, and then I'll, you know, try to get folks on. I really ideally want to move to a place where I can get, have more um, guests that are local so that I can actually have them on in person and those kind of things. But anyway, so I mentioned that segment and um, I mentioned YouTube before I went off on this tangent. Y'all know, y'all know me by now, <laughs> like we're in season three. So y'all ain't new to this. Y'all true to this. All right. So I mentioned YouTube. What I want to do is, um, so there'll be like content on the YouTube that is exclusive to patrons. Um, for instance, when um, Courtney and I do the BRQ couples therapy segments, patrons will get access to the full conversation or the full episode via video. They'll get the video version um, and they'll get to see the whole thing unedited. Because sometimes me and Courtney go off on tangents and we'd be cracking jokes and talking shit. <laughs> and, um, you know, folks will get to see all of that um, versus for the episode, you're going to get the edited 
version or whatever audio. You're not going to see the video or whatever. So patrons will have access to that. Um, and then there'll be other little things I'll drop too for patrons. Um, so they'll have access to a patron only YouTube. Um, they'll, you know, they'll get the links and they'll get to see what's popping um, on that. And then I'm going to also um, do make sure that my merch is up and I'll have some stuff that's only accessible to patrons. Basically, patrons will get like discounts. So if I have like a shirt or something like that, there will be codes, um, a discount code that only patrons will get so they can get discounts on BRQ merch, you know, shirts, hoodies, mugs, etc. So, yeah, so that's what's that's what 2020 is looking like so far. Um you know, it's, it's been, I feel like it's been a long time. I have to kind of, you know, get back into the swing of recording and everything. Cause it's been a month, you know, a month and some change since I've done it. Um, and I've just been running like crazy and busy, like crazy in that, um, you know, since I've been gone, but I'm glad to be back. I hope y'all are glad to have me back. <laughs> Um, I have gotten messages asking when the podcast was coming back. So now it's back. Um, so yeah, happy new year, everyone. Shout out to Spectral Wellness, my first sponsor. I'm so excited that my first sponsor is someone that I know personally and someone who I can absolutely vouch for because I'm not going to um, advertise someone on my podcast or any product or service or anything on my podcast that I can't personally vouch for because we ain't getting down like that. (laughs) Um, And so Bianca is someone who I can personally vouch for, who I know is an amazing person, who I know is super dope at what she does. Like she blows my mind. She is like for real one of my favorite people. And so I really hope that some of my listeners take advantage of the deal of the offer so that you can get her her awesome services. Um, She's just good people. So shout out to Bianca. Um, All right, y'all. So that's it for now. I won't keep rambling. It's just been kind of a check in episode. Nothing too fancy. Um, But hopefully y'all are looking forward to what's to come in the new year. And be on the lookout for the first BRQ couples therapy segment. Um, You know, y'all will see when the episode drop. and. You know, y'all get to have Courtney on. She, you know, because according to her, she's y'all's favorite. She the people champ and all that kind of stuff. So she'll be on soon enough. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back uh, to BRQ. Welcome to season three. It's good to be back. And I'm going to stop rambling. (laughs) All right, y'all. I'm out. Queer is a main hustle media podcast hosted by Javier Nicole. BRQ is produced and edited by Charmaine Fury, and the show's theme music was created by The Brothers Records. You can connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at Black Rat Queer. That's B L K R A D Q W R. You can also connect with us on Facebook through the Black Radical Queer Podcast Facebook fan page or the BRQ discussion group. You can get Black Rat Queer merch on teespring.com slash Black Rat Queer, B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R. And you can leave a voicemail, call in, ask a question, those types of things on the BRQ Google Voice line. And that number is 937-601-8647. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.